0: And I'm Heli and welcome to 20s Are Hard, our fortnightly podcast on surviving your 20s. We're
1: back. Happy New Year. Happy New Decade.
0: Happy New Year. It's very exciting. It feels like we've had such a huge gap between the last time we recorded and now, but also I feel like it's gone really quickly.
1: I know what you mean. I feel like the Christmas break in general felt like it went really quickly. But if I think back to the first day of it, it feels like ages ago as well.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been so... yeah... Time has flown. I can't believe how fast it's gone. But how was your Christmas?
1: Christmas was really lovely, thank you. I cooked my first ever Christmas dinner and it wasn't a total disaster. Um, so that was really nice. And then we just had a really chill time like we did. We did a puzzle of the Cotswolds, which was amazing and very stressful. It took five adults six days to complete. Um, oh I
0: loved that I was seriously impressed by that
1: it was a very good puzzle um, and then we we did a lot of walks we just really chilled out and it was so I ate so much oh my god all I did <laughs> to eat but it was really lovely and then New Year's was really chilled as well because we just went to see um, a comedy about a bad robbery which was really funny much funnier than I thought it would be and then we went just for a meal so it's really chilled really relaxed but just a really nice way to kind of spend Christmas and New Year how was yours? Mine was good. Yeah, it was very different Christmas.
0: It's kind of having a hot Christmas was really weird for both of us. Um, and definitely like being away from home as well, because it's the first Christmas I've ever spent not with family. So that was that was definitely strange. But also it was really nice because it's the first Christmas that Taylor and I have actually spent together. Um, so we just hired a car and we went down to the uh, Mornington Peninsula, which is a couple of hours from Melbourne. Um, and it's like gorgeous gorgeous beaches loads of hikes Um, the weather was amazing I went to lots of breweries and we stayed in a hotel down there which was it was weird to be in a hotel for Christmas but it was quite nice like there was other people there and there was a pool and we could go swimming and yeah it was really nice but definitely a strange experience I don't think I don't think I could ever get used to having a hot Christmas having grown up with them being cold it's just so weird to me but then now it's january and i know that it's cold back home i'm happy about it being hot again
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's miserable here we've had so far this year so it's the fifth today we've had one sunny day so far
0: i mean you're only five days in i feel like that's a pretty good ratio for january i'd love to
1: see some sun though even if it's not hot just a little bit of sun you know
0: yeah like a nice crisp winter morning when it's all nice and sunny
1: exactly exactly um But I feel like it's been been so long. What else have you been up to other than Christmas and New Year? Because, of course, we finished recording at the start of December. Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, so I've started my new job. I start my new job on uh, Monday. So I've done a full week. It was such a weird time to start a new job on the 30th, but I guess it's just like any other Monday. Um, But, yeah, so that's been really good. It's going well so far. It's quite quiet because most people are taking their summer holidays at the moment. So there's not actually yeah there's not a lot of people in the office which actually works out well because i know everyone's names like i'm learning people's names as i'm meeting them and i actually remember their names rather than being bombarded with like 25 names i need to remember on the first day um so it's been quite nice to just get up and running um like that and just kind of spending time with friends and me and taylor have both been working um on and off so it's been a it's been like a weird strange time of year it's not felt festive at all but equally the fact that we're both now earning is is great like a relief definitely um but you well the the last time we recorded had you you just started your new job then hadn't you
1: yeah I think I must have just started it like maybe as a day or two in I'm not sure but I'm really enjoying it my team are really lovely um I've got lots of really exciting stuff to work on and all that kind of thing so it's just kind of settling in. It was nice having a bit of a break between Christmas and New Year. So I could add had a couple of weeks in the role. Then I had some time off to kind of rest and think. Yeah. Um, and because I went into the jobs like the Monday after finishing my old job, it was then nice to have a couple of days to relax a bit. Um, but yeah, just kind of getting used to everything, enjoying it, settling into a bit of a rhythm with it. So yeah, it's a nice way to, like, it's nice to have started the new year and already it started the job. Do you know what I mean? You don't have the anticipation of, oh, New Year and a new job and everything else.
0: Yeah I was exactly the same I was kind of pleased that I'd got into the job even though it was literally just before the new year but it wasn't kind of everyone else going back to work after new year and me being the new person it's yeah nice to have that kind of transition but I'm so pleased for you though that it's going so well.
1: Yeah I feel like seeing as we've actually had time off to just chill and relax we actually have quite a few recommendations this week so do you want to get things started with your first one?
0: yes i'm so excited i actually have a whole bunch of things to recommend but we'll save some for future weeks um my first recommendation is actually an app and i know loads of people know about these but i think again it ties in really well with this week's topic and just the new year in general um so i've been using a habit tracker And I've been wanting to use one for a while and I actually started it about three weeks ago now. So it's not like ai didn't want to start it with the new year and put a lot of pressure on myself to do certain things. But it's really interesting to just kind of make yourself more aware and more accountable of certain things that you're doing or how you're spending your time or maybe things that you need to do for yourself a bit more. Um, So the app I'm using is actually called Habits. Um, I think it is available on because I've got an Android um, and I think it is available on Apple as well but there's loads of different apps out there um, so at the moment I'm tracking I'm tracking um, the days that I go to the gym the days that I drink alcohol um, the days that I meditate um, if I read uh, talking to like, three or more friends or family a day like to keep in contact with people Um, whether I eat like chocolate or sweets, um, whether I do any work on a blog post, putting on sunscreen and if I eat out. And it's just it's really it's actually eye opening to to be able to look and track what I'm doing over a period of time and kind of certain things that you're maybe not aware of or things that you do better than you're aware of. Um, So I just think it's a nice way, especially to start the new year for you to just. of yeah to be more aware of what you're doing on a day-to-day basis and i've definitely been surprised by it actually Um, i really
1: want to stop using one of these i saw someone talking about it last night actually and i thought oh i should do that because although like when i have my bullet journal i put like my goals for the week and stuff i think when you're in the week sometimes you're like oh i've i've definitely not eaten out that much because that's a big one for me like going and buying lunch instead of taking it with me and that's something i definitely want to kind of get better at this year like I'm like oh it's fine I've been doing like one or two days this week and actually i would have bought something every day and just not really registered it so that's a really good thing I might download that
0: yeah and it's really easy you literally just tick tick a box so I've set mine to send me a reminder at 10 p.m so kind of like when I'm going to bed and like I'm at home and it just sends me a notification saying like have you tracked your habits today so I go into the app and just tick which ones I have or haven't done
1: that's really good I think um and that's quite nice as well because you're tacking it onto a routine you already have. So it's easier yeah. to then remember to do it as well, as opposed to just yeah. like, oh, I'm going to do this at some point in the day. And then you forget to do that. And, you know, it all goes on. I like that, though. I'm going to I'm going to download that after this.
0: Yeah, really useful. Um, What's your first recommendation?
1: I've got a cookbook and I know I recommend cookbooks quite a bit, but I do love a cookbook. Um, <laughs> So this one is Fern Cotton's Happy Vegan. I think. If you're not vegan or you're not vegetarian, don't let the name put you off would be the first thing I would say, because the recipes are brilliant, Like they're really straightforward and easy. You don't need a ton of ingredients that you would just never own. Like, I think there are some things like miso paste and stuff, but you can easily get that in pretty much every supermarket now. So it's not, you don't have to go and source a load of like random difficult ingredients. Um, she so yeah. has a really great bit at the start about how to cook tofu and how to like, the things you might not know or things that are just useful to know um but the recipes are pretty straightforward and simple they're really like some of them are really familiar takes like takes on familiar recipes um like sausages and mash and others are kind of just different ideas that I haven't thought of before um but yeah, I'm, I'm loving going through it.
0: Yeah, I always think it is difficult with kind of vegetarian and vegan cookbooks because they are often really off-putting just because of the obscure ingredients they have. But that sounds that sounds really good and really interesting.
1: It's a really accessible vegan cookbook, I'd say. And it's got like um, loads of snacks vegan meals quick things on the go breakfasts puddings like loads of different things so and it's got a really great bit at the back for like hosting so if you're doing a party and maybe only some people they're vegan or you're the only vegan it's stuff that everyone would still want to eat like going through the cookbook I was like oh all of I'm really excited to cook all of this and it's got nothing to do with the fact that it's vegan does that make sense like everything just yeah. looks really exciting
0: no that's really good
1: and it's really affordable as well I think it's like a tenner at the moment on Amazon so you can and there's so many recipes in there so whether you're doing veganuary or you're vegan anyway whether you're vegetarian and you want to eat just more plants or maybe you eat meat and dairy regularly and you just want to see like new options and master some new recipes it's such an accessible book and I just think I'd highly recommend and especially if you want to kind of kick off the new year and start eating vegetables again if like me you kind of lived off of crap for the whole of
0: december (laughs) no i'm definitely gonna look into that i don't know if they'd have it here or not in australia but
1: oh i'm not sure i'm not sure it's been released internationally yet but it's definitely available in the uk so all of our uk listeners can definitely get their hands on it awesome nice what's your next Um, recommendation
0: my next recommendation is again it's very um it's quite in keeping with one of my um goals that i set for this year because I really want to be more um kind of like in tune with like news and information that's out there and especially because I'm very aware that a lot of the information that I see and read is through social media and a lot of those sources just they're not trustworthy everyone knows about fake news and yeah I think something that I really want to work on this year is being more informed and getting that information from the right sources. And I found an app called the Pocket app. God, I'm recommending two apps. I don't feel like there's a lot of variety here. It's but
1: so modern. <laughs>
0: um, but the Pocket app is, um, it basically allows you to store any articles, videos, news resources that you might come across in the day and you know how often you see something and it sounds really interesting but you haven't got the time to look at it right then yeah story of my life yeah and then you end up with like 50 tabs left open on your uh on your chrome or whatever and um so this app you can actually send the whatever it is whether it's an article whether it's a video you can send it to the pocket app and it stores it in the app for you to come back to later and you can Yeah, and you can view it offline as well. So it's available whenever you're ready for it, basically. And it's just so clever. So if you're on a mobile device, you literally hit the share button on whatever you're reading and share to the Pocket app on your phone. And if you're on desktop, they have a Chrome extension. And you can just, again, save it directly into Pocket on there. And it syncs across all your devices as well once you're logged in. So anything that you think is interesting or you want to read more about, you can save it into the app and then it records recommends kind of things that you might be interested in as well once it gets to know you and what your interests are and it's been so so useful because I just come across so many articles like on my way to work and I haven't got time to read it properly but I know I want to go back to later and it's really useful for things like that
1: that would be really good because I use the news one that's on my phone but I'm very very conscious and I don't know if this is across all mobile devices or if it's just a Huawei thing and I am a bit skeptical of Huawei um (laughs) but like it will show me news articles it thinks I'm interested in. And some are great. Some are like the BBC, the Telegraph, the Guardian. And then I'll get like these random as hell ones. I'm like, this is obviously a fake news site. So part of the thing I started doing is like downvoting those and saying, like, I don't want to hear from these outlets. But. It doesn't keep the articles I'm interested in there. So if I don't get a chance to read it or I'm on the train, I don't have Wi-Fi or whatever. I can't go back to the exact articles that were there. I have to like stroll through the Telegraph website to find it or something. So something like that is exactly what I have needed for so long. I'm going to download that as well. Yeah, it's
0: I you yeah. I, as soon as I discovered it, I was like, Charlotte's going to love this because it's <laughs> so, so useful. And you can use it offline as well. So you don't need to be like using your data on your commute and things like that if you... Yeah, if you don't want to.
1: That is really but, good. I like that.
0: But um yeah, what's your second recommend uh, words. What's your second recommendation?
1: So, um this is a game that I've played. I mean I've played it loads, but like there've been two sittings in which I've played it. Um and I don't think I've ever talked about it before. Um, although I may have mentioned it but I don't think I've done it as a recommendation it's called One Night Ultimate Werewolf and there are now other versions too I think that's like One Night Ultimate Zombie and stuff like that but the premise is basically that you have a group of people at the start of the game you all get given a card some like two people will be werewolves the rest will not be and if you're not a werewolf you have to identify who the werewolves are and if you are a werewolf you have to not be found out so you have to make someone else look guilty and that's basically um, how you win the game um but it's all basically a game of lying and deceit, and it's so much fun. It's a really good icebreaker. If you don't know people very well, it's a really fun game to play because, you know, you kind of have a laugh. It's funny, but nothing is personal. So yeah. I've played it with groups of people where I've known like one or two people in the group and I've played it with like some of my closest friends and family. And you always have such a laugh. You can play around in like 15 minutes. Um, so it's quite a quick game to play, but we ended up playing it for four and a half hours the other weekend. <laughs> I'm actually gets, so
0: impressed.
1: It gets so competitive. It gets so, like, hilarious. And within the game, like, there are diff- like, you'll get different cards. Some people can see certain people's cards. So if someone goes, oh, I'm not a werewolf, you'd be like, that's a lie because I've seen your card and I know you are. But then it's who can kind of lie the best. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's really fun. Um, You do need, I reckon you need, like, six to ten people maybe to pay like the optimum um kind of number of people to play but you buy the set online and you download the app and you can't play without the like actual game sets there's no point in just downloading the app um yeah that's really good though that it has an app that goes with it that's yeah it's really cool really cool concepts if you're looking for a new game because I love board games I love playing games I think it's a really nice way to spend some time rather than just like sitting in a bar I'd much rather be somewhere playing a game with friends because I think it's how you actually catch up um yeah and this is just a little bit different from your standard like Pictionary or Articulate or Uno like it's just a little bit different really fun highly recommend
0: yeah oh god we spent like six hours playing Uno last night that was yeah it got competitive no one wanted to be the first one to to uh take like sorry I just got massively distracted by the sunset outside that's really pretty uh, <laughs> um, but no one wanted to be the first one to quit so we were playing until like two thirty in the
1: morning which is a oh bit ridiculous Uno like we don't play Uno as much anymore because it just led to so many arguments and so much bitterness <laughs> and whenever we played like with Alex's family there'd be a rule that no couples could sit next to each other so like it would have to be like me Alex's dad Alex Alex's mum and go around like that <laughs>
0: But everyone has their own rules as well, like different oh, rules no. in different places. It's
1: yeah. We played drinking Uno over the summer and it screwed me up, to put it mildly. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend. Um but yeah, shall we move on to our first topic of 2020, which I think is a really good one to kick the year off with?
0: Uh yeah, I'm so so excited to start the year with this topic. Um so this week we wanted to discuss goal setting for the new year and that's not just like new year's resolutions because everyone talks about resolutions and it's kind of like that stereotype of you set the resolution to I don't know eat better and then a month later it's kind of like gone by the wayside so I think this week as the first episode of the new year it would be really nice for us to talk about setting goals but realistic goals and how yes. we both use them throughout the year
1: yeah I think that's a really key thing though is setting realistic goals and goals you can actually achieve because at the start of the year when you think of another like 12 months and you think where you want to be in 12 months time it can just feel so daunting and so intimidating but when you sit down and you make goals that are actually you can actually be held accountable to it suddenly doesn't feel as terrifying to reach them does that make sense
0: yeah and I think like what you said there about accountability is so key because I think that's why like new year's resolutions are so difficult because people just make these like vague resolutions like I want to lose weight well how much weight do you want to lose over what time span how are you going to do it I think it's more valuable to really think about your goals and break them down into like when you want to have it done by break it into smaller parts maybe like I'll have this section done by May and I'll have this section done by September and just think about how you want to get there rather than just giving yourself something that like, actually is potentially quite unobtainable I think if you just yeah. give yourself this- one massive goal to aim towards it is really intimidating
1: definitely I've one thing I've done this year which is a bit different to what I've done in past years so I always have like a couple of like big things I want to achieve over the year and then little things but this year I've actually split it out a bit differently so I have like bigger goals to achieve over the course of the year but then I also have maybe like a goal I want to achieve within a month and seasonal goals because like I started doing couch to 5k last year I loved it but I don't want to run in the dark. Like, quite frankly, I can't think of anything more terrifying than running in the dark. So, saying I want to run 10K this year, for example, if I say to myself, I want, like, over the course of the spring and summer, I want to be able to complete Couch to 5K and maybe run 10K, I don't have to feel guilty from January through to April that it's still pitch black outside and that I don't want to run. Because, frankly, there's nothing I can do about the sunlight. Like, that is not within my control. So instead, I've just said, actually, I'm going to focus on that later in the year, but I'll do something that is more achievable this time of year. So instead, I've set myself a couple of reading goals and like some goals to to cook a certain number of new recipes because I am more likely to do that when it is dark outside and I, I don't want to go out and go for a run.
0: Yeah, I actually think also what you just said there about you're more likely to do it. I think that's really key because... I goals should be something that you're going to enjoy doing it like you've set yourself yeah. a goal because it's something that you want don't just set it because you feel like you should so like you really enjoy cooking and learning new recipes so yeah that works perfectly for you and in the same sort of way like now now I'm not in publishing anymore I actually really miss reading books whereas when I worked in publishing I was like oh god more books so part of my resolution this year is just start reading on my commute again I finally have a commute where I can actually sit and read a book so I want to and I I don't want to put any pressure on myself to read a certain amount every year but that's why I'm tracking my readings through the habit tracker app because I want to make sure that I'm reading even if it's just for 10 minutes every single day because I do really miss it now so I think It is important that your goals are something that you will enjoy working towards. It doesn't mean that they're easy, but something that you enjoy doing.
1: Yeah, I think there's this really weird culture where your goals should almost be a punishment. Like you've done something wrong and therefore your goal has to be correct about. Like you must lose weight because you've eaten badly, or you must exercise more because you are unfit, or you must read more because you do not read and reading is good. And What's the bloody point in that? Like, yes, if you like, I want to improve my fitness, because I know that I am not fit enough, and it is not conducive to living a long and healthy life. But saying that I want to suddenly have a six pack is completely out of line with everything else in my life, because that isn't a goal I actually care about achieving. Whereas trying to commit because uh, yoga with Adrian does a well adrian who does yoga with adrian and um, does these 30 day yoga challenges where you just show up every day and you do some yoga and i thought actually that's more in line with what i want to do that will make me fitter it will make me feel better i enjoy yoga but it's still a bit of a challenge because it's pushing me to a little bit more and to focus on something differently and to get more out of it rather than like you've indulged over christmas too much you are unfit therefore you must have a punishment does that make sense yeah like, I don't know I just find it really weird that goals should be almost like a punishment for something when actually it should just be pushing you to just keep you accountable to keep doing the things you love because life gets busy
0: yeah and that's that's so true because I know that towards the end of last year when things were very busy and stressful and we were getting ready to leave and all of that I managed to meditate and every time I did I felt a million times better but I definitely didn't do it enough I would do it maybe once a week and then I would just let yeah. the stress build up and then I would do it again the next week so that's why that's kind of one of my or like part of my resolutions this year in terms of just like I don't want to say self development because it sounds like a bit douchey but just kind of being more aware of what makes me feel good and so one of my goals is to just deliberately set some more time aside to meditate because I didn't make enough time for it before so my goal isn't to meditate but it's to make the time to meditate if I need to rather than letting things get so stressful that I'm struggling
1: I think that's the thing isn't it it's incorporating behaviors that you know benefit you that you know are good for you and doing more of them because I find that if I say I'm going to commit to doing something in a certain way I'm more likely to stick to it rather than like and it's preventative then you don't get to a point where you desperately desperately need the meditation because you're doing the work consistently and you're not getting to a point where you feel like crap because all you've eaten is junk food because even if you have like a day where you eat a pizza and you have a load of chocolate for the rest of the time you're eating well so it doesn't affect your body as much and I think that's kind of how I've approached my goals this year so they're a bit more preventative and just like I guess like trying to just hold myself to a better account like being I know this sounds really douchey as well like being the best version of yourself like just doing a little bit better
0: yeah because I mean that was part of so I never did um I'd actually never done any kind of new year's resolution or new year's goals or anything until last year and I actually wrote them down in my phone and I said these are the things I want to achieve in 2019 and I found that really really helpful and that was the because I'm just firmly of the belief that you don't need a new year to set goals oh, you can do that at any time of year which is still true that like you shouldn't need a new year or a new decade to decide to set some goals that like you can do them at any time and I think resolutions do come with this big pressure that everyone's kind of asking about them all the time and you feel like you should be doing something mm-hmm. so I think having being able to set those goals at any time of year but just knowing for you how you're measuring them I think is what's really important. Like not measuring against anyone else, just whether you've chosen to aim for a specific target. Or like I know for me, like in terms of my blog, there's a specific number that I want to hit. Or maybe if you're trying to like, lose weight or eat less meat, there's a specific amount of like, meat dishes you're going to eat. Just put numbers with things, and it's something that you can work through so easily throughout the year.
1: Definitely. And I think as well, it goes back to that thing of you're not comparing yourself with someone else, but you're comparing yourself to you and allowing yourself not to be perfect in it. Because I know we've both spoken in the past about how we are perfectionists and we're quite strict with ourselves. But one thing I've really tried to do this year with my goals is to say, I'm going to try my absolute best if I don't do it perfectly I shouldn't just give up and quit because it's no longer worth it like there's still value in it yeah so one of the examples of this is that this month I've decided to try and do veganuary which I tried to do a couple of years ago but I did it like randomly in the middle of the year and I just really struggled I didn't think about it enough I didn't do the prep I didn't um I just didn't approach it in a very responsible way to be quite honest so this year I've decided to do it again but anyone who knows me knows that I actually have a wide plethora of actual allergies and intolerances that I do also need to take into account so I've kind of said to myself I'm going to do it the best I can if I'm out for dinner and the only vegan option contains nuts I'm obviously not going to eat that then I might be like oh well this has a tiny bit of cheese in it but it won't kill me um and quite frankly that's what's more important to me so it's saying I'm going to try and do it the best I can like I'm going to do everything within my power to make sure I achieve this goal but if I don't then it's not the end of the world because I've set myself a goal that is a real stretch target for me um so if I even achieve it like 80% of the way I should still see that as a win for the 80% I did
0: yeah yeah definitely that's actually I had that on something about that on my Instagram post the other day actually and it's kind of one of my own like again the self-development goals but just recognizing my own achievements more because you and I know that we've spoken about this as well but it's so easy to get swept up in the next thing that you should be doing and what's the next number and the next goal that you have to reach and actually just sitting back and like applauding yourself that for the things that you have done and that you've put effort into and that you're proud of and that you've achieved like that's something that you should definitely be recognizing throughout the year. Like, I shouldn't need a goal to tell me to do that, but I know yeah. that it's something that I need to work on. And I think a lot of people probably don't even realize that they're not recognizing their own achievements because there is this pressure to just be working towards the next target and to tell everyone how well you're doing with your resolutions. No, just sit back and recognize that the effort that you've put in, you've made a self-conscious effort to do something and you should be yeah. proud of that
1: totally one of the best things I did last year was actually something my therapist made me do um and was like I need because we were having the conversation basically about how I don't recognize success in myself and she was like I want you to go away and write down everything you have done this year whether that's like work related personal life trips that you really want to do like any goal no matter how big or small everything you've done this year write it down in chronological order and I was a bit like okay sure whatever but I did it and it was so eye opening because then I could sit back and go, God, I've like got loads of tiny little everyday wins I hadn't even realized I'd achieved. And yeah. it was just really nice to actually write down what I'd achieved. And I had to take a moment to give myself some credit. And I think if you're really bad at kind of like t- patting yourself on the back, basically then that's a really good exercise to do because I don't think we should always be looking for external validation when we do something well like we should be able to give that to ourselves as well
0: yeah I think that's just a really healthy kind of what's the word I'm looking for it's like a really healthy personal like, win really mm. because it, it does go back to that you shouldn't be relying on anyone else to like I mean obviously if you have friends and family around you who are there to point out and applaud your successes as well. That's great. But being able to recognise them yourself is just as important, definitely.
1: Definitely. I think it's so important. I think with especially with like resolutions, you might not want to tell everyone what all of your resolutions are. Like I've got resolutions and goals for this year that I've not told anyone. Um so then I'm not going to get the credit when I do them because no one's going to know I set them. But it doesn't mean they're any less important or any less valid or that I shouldn't celebrate if I get there
0: yeah exactly I mean that's why you're doing it because you're doing it for you it's something that you want to work towards and it's it's personal to you no one else is going to have exactly the same goals as you because they should be something that's important to you and how you want to progress over the next however long year two years five years it doesn't have to be a goal that just lasts for the next 12 months either
1: no definitely not like I had resolutions from a couple of years ago that I still try and reapply now like I think I don't know if I mentioned it in the podcast or if I mentioned it in a blog post, but I definitely spoke about it somewhere, how in 2018, I just wanted to do more. Like I felt like I'd become a person who's like, oh, I would love to go on a solo trip and then I would just never commit to actually doing it and I had no follow through. So I kind of just said, right, 2018, I'm just going to do more of what I say I'm going to do. It really pushed me inside my comfort zone. It was really great. And then last year, I didn't do it as much, but I still had that voice in my head. Like there were other things I was working on. But because I'd put into a really good habit of just doing more stuff it was something I wanted to continue because that's kind of a thing I want to have for life like that isn't just something I want to do for 12 months.
0: Yeah I love that like that's something that I probably keep harping on to people about too much actually but about getting outside of your comfort zone because the reason it's comfortable is because you're in a habit that makes you feel secure whereas if you get outside of your comfort zone it's not It's not because it's bad. It's just something that's different. And if you create a new habit, then it's not going to feel uncomfortable. Eventually you'll be doing solo trips or going out and doing things on your own like regularly. And that will feel normal. And it's not something that like people then become afraid of or build up too much in their mind.
1: Yeah, like I wouldn't even think twice about going to the cinema on my own now. But I've mentioned it to people and they're like, you go to the cinema on your own. That's really like, don't you feel really intimidated? I'm like, no. Like I like it, but I completely appreciate why someone would feel like that because I did a few yeah. months, like well a few years ago now, um. So I think it is just I think isn't like stretching your comfort zones and having goals that almost goals that are really indulgent. Do you know what I mean? Like if you like you love reading, saying to yourself you're going to read every day or read more regularly is just so like it doesn't benefit anyone else. It only benefits you. It's making you accountable to something you love, and it's just really nice yeah
0: yeah well again it goes back to that your goal should be something that you enjoy like it's you're not going to be able to do it if it's not something that you enjoy
1: definitely and I think so much pressure comes with goals that they have to be these absolutely perfect almost socially acceptable goals like I will work harder I will get a promotion I will go vegan and be able to do downward dog every single day and all these ridiculous things your goals are allowed to be really, like, just fun and self-indulgent as well. Like, one of the ones I've set myself is that I will have more movie nights at home. But what I will do is I will pretend I'm in a cinema. So all the lights go off. My phone is switched to silent and put on the other side of the room. I can't, like, do anything else while I'm watching it. I just really... That's such a good idea. Like that moment. Because I love watching films. But I always do it whilst I'm, like, oh, I'll put it on in the background whilst I finish this blog post. Or whilst I'm texting or whilst I'm scrolling Instagram... I don't give anything my full attention and that's not a very Instagram worthy goal like it's not it doesn't make me sound like I'm being a better human or I'm improving the planet or that it's going to make me like fitter or healthier it's just I know that if I write it down and put it down as a goal when I check back periodically I'll be like oh I forgot I haven't done that recently
0: yeah that's such a good idea it just again goes back to that kind of making time for you because it's something that Makes makes you feel good and it's something that it's just a bit of you time. It's it's like self care, isn't it really? Yeah. Giving you that little bit of time to just not have to think about anything external and just enjoy something for that thing without any pressure.
1: Yeah, and it's more than just saying, oh, I will do more self care because, frankly, what the hell does that mean? It's just like millennial jargon. I know that sounds really harsh, but it does. Like, if I say I'm going to get better at self care, that doesn't give me anything specific to work on it doesn't give me any accountability but if I say I'm going to meditate a couple of times a week and I'm going to eat more vegetables and I'm going to take some time out to properly relax with movies I'm still achieving that goal of better self-care but I can actually I actually know what I'm doing with it so I can get started on it
0: yeah well that's what like what I was saying it's got to be specific you can't just say I'm going to lose weight like how much how are you going to do it when do you want to do it by you need to set targets and smaller targets or keep it varied like mix it up you don't have to do the same thing week in week out like yeah one week you might want to go to the cinema one week you might want to go and see a play like it do you know what I mean it just it doesn't have to be just this rigid thing like you're allowed to change your goals
1: yes that's such a big thing I think like midway through the year or midway through doing the goal you might be like actually this isn't working for me I need to readjust it because it's better to readjust it and change it than just give up on it
0: yeah absolutely
1: have you got an example um, of a goal you've adjusted
0: um well my goal uh, I actually had one last year um and my goal was to reach 20k on Instagram by the end of the year which I didn't do I'm currently on 19.4 um but it didn't really bother me too much because I was like well I I did that beside like alongside a job like yeah. a full-time job and at the end of the day I'm not going to go and cry over a difference of like 600 followers like especially now I'm in Australia and I can't even see like likes and stuff like that I've become a lot more chilled out about social media and I think at the end of the day it's just a number like I value so much more like the friendships and like relationships like I've met people from Instagram for the first time this year which has been really nice and I think I know I've achieved a lot having done it alongside a job having done it alongside moving to Australia that I'm just happy that I achieved what I achieved and I don't need to measure it with that number and now I'll readjust it and that'll be a fact I'm not even putting a number on it this year because this year I want to focus on my blog so I've put a number that I want to reach on my blog instead and whatever gains I gain on Instagram that's just an added bonus.
1: I think that's really a good point to go back to though in terms of you didn't reach it entirely but you still acknowledged the win there because you're right like it wasn't bang on 20k but the way instagram works you could have hit 20k and then dropped down to 19 overnight like
0: also true
1: <laughs> so, but you still it, and it's more about the journey which sounds really again hey douchey but um it's more about like that like, the steps you took to get to that point like the fact you worked harder the fact that you built those communities the fact that you um like you put more time into your photography all the other things that you did and were able to do because you had that overarching goal and I think sometimes you can get so het up on kind of the final end goal you forget all the other bits that you learn and develop throughout it
0: yeah definitely like I've god I only launched my website in Jan- like this time last year so it's only been around for a year
1: my god, so I'm like so oh think about year.
0: Yeah. So I might like, think about how much I mean, I still know hardly anything, but I've learned a hell of a lot about it in the past year. And I know where I want to go with it a lot more. So and that wasn't even a goal that I was aware of at the start of the year. My goal was just to launch my website, which I did. So and I can now look back and say, OK, that wasn't actually a goal, but I've achieved a lot. And now I know it's something I want to focus on yeah. going forward. So, again, it just it does go back to that re-evaluating your priorities and what you need to change to work towards your goals.
1: Definitely because I think at the end of the day if you're working towards anything that will make you happier and a better human even one step in the right direction is better than not doing it at all but you don't have to do it perfectly you just have to try.
0: Yeah definitely. Um, Do you think it would be nice to just talk about a couple of the goals that we each have for this year and maybe some ideas or to encourage other people to maybe think about some goals. Um, yeah, you want to talk about a couple of yours,
1: yes. So, um, hmm. so one of mine, and this is a perfect example of one that does not make me a better human or anything like that. But one of them is to get back into taking photographs more and to put them into albums. But I'm not talking like blog photos and Instagram photos, I'm talking like everyday, candid family occasion photos um because I recently got a like a hard drive full of photos from like the late 90s up until like 2009 um and I was going through them and I just oh my god there are some corkers in there I will send them to you they are absolutely brilliant Um, but it was just so nice going through them and having these really random shots of like just like really nice photos like me and my sister and we didn't know my dad had taken the picture and all that kind of thing I thought I just don't have those and I want to put them all into albums I want to get more into it but I'm also hopefully 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 going to be moving this summer I know I say this every year this year I actually have every intention of doing it um but there seems absolutely no point in going and creating a shit ton of albums that I then have to relocate so that's a goal I'm going to wait until I've moved to do because it just seems ridiculous to do it beforehand um yeah and then I guess the other goal another big one for me is what is another big one I've got on there Hmm, let's think I'm trying to think of like a different type of goal but another one I've got is a savings goal I feel like we haven't really spoken about financial goals in this one despite our love of talking about money um but I do have some financial goals this year things that I want to save kind of just for life generally but there are also some really exciting trips I want to do Um, over the next kind of year to 18 months and I know I need to save for those so I've set myself some realistic um, but kind of challenging goals in order to save for those and I think that's actually a really nice time to do it at the start of the year because you have that opportunity to sit down and go actually I really want to go on this trip I like I've done it properly like I've worked out roughly what it would actually cost me so I'm not just saving an arbitrary amount of money but like when I save, if I save like an extra hundred quid, I'm like, oh, that's like an extra two nights accommodation somewhere or whatever it is. So like it's very tangible um, and accountable. So it's it's very different to the other goal. But yeah, that's that's my exciting my exciting goals for 2020. What about yours?
0: Um, mine are on a similar sort of vein actually. Mine are very like specific to times of years. So I've I've got a few resolutions and I've saw resolutions goals whatever. Um. But I've split them into kind of like very practical goals that are kind of like guided by numbers and then others which are more like for me like the reading one but um one of the ones that again a money goal is obviously Taylor and I are here in Melbourne for six months so until the end of June and so we've obviously had to think very realistically about how much we need to save to then continue our travels onwards after that so that's a very specific, it's not for a whole year, it's not a goal to last the whole year, but it's a goal that we need to work on, like, pretty hard for the next six months. And like, which it feels really motivating, actually, because we only have six months to do it. And then yeah. we know that the months after that, we'll see the rewards from having like been disciplined about it quite yes, quickly.
1: Yes,
0: 100%. Um, but then I guess another one, which is actually the opposite way around. I want to build up to posting a blog post once a week. But I know that that's not something I can do right now. Like I just know that that's ridiculous. Like I can't just start doing an entire blog post every week. But what I want to do is have, spend the next kind of six, seven months like writing them and putting them, like keeping them in the bank so that by the end of the year, I then have enough to kind of be posting weekly and I've kind of said between July and October, I would like to hit that. So I've, I've given myself a window for it, but I know it's not something that I can do right now. Again, I'm working full time. We're saving money. We've just moved to a new place. It would be ridiculous to put that pressure on myself from January the 1st.
1: You've just given me a really good idea for a goal for myself as well with my blog. So thank oh yeah. you for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I just, again, I for that exact reason, I know if I said right now I want to do one a week, I would be freaking out every single yeah. weekend every time I was out doing something fun spending time with friends or with Taylor I'd just be stressing because I'm like oh my god I've set this goal that I need to do whereas I'm aware of it and I can build it throughout the year and I enjoy writing blog posts so it's yeah. not like it's going to be difficult for me to do it
1: but it's horrible I just need to when you're when you're like oh I've got to get this out today it's not fun it's like anything
0: yeah because then you know it's not the best it could be if you're then like rushing it out last minute yeah. whereas I know if I've got them in the bank then I can just like they're done they're ready to go when I need them um so yeah that's another one of mine
1: I hope you've enjoyed our first discussion of 2020 and you found it useful I think even if you're not listening to this in January you're listening to it any time of the year um I think there's still value in it and it's just nice to kind of sometimes sit back and reassess the goals you have and what you want to achieve within a time period
0: yeah absolutely Um, And we would love, of course, to hear if you guys have any goals or anything that you're hoping to achieve this year. You know, we always love to have a good discussion with you guys. So, of course, you can contact us um, either on our Instagram, which is at 20s are hard. Or you can, of course, email us, which is 20 at gmail.com.
1: You can also get in touch on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash 20sarehard. And if you loved this episode and you want to listen to any of our previous episodes, don't forget to go back through iTunes, Acast. Um, or spotify and you can find all of our previous episodes you can also subscribe so you don't miss any of the future ones too um happy new year again to everyone we hope 2020 brings you everything you want and lots of happiness and health um and yeah we will speak to you soon bye bye